Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to an overcoming life. That's what you can have through Jesus Christ, an overcoming life. You don't have to just barely get by each day. You can have an overcoming day when Jesus is head of your life and in your heart. Uh, But enough from me. We have a blessing for you today. Doug Apple is with us again. He's been on before. He's He's a station manager here. And he is uh, a very knowledgeable man on the Word. And we've had him on before, and it was, it was a very anointed, good teaching. So we found out that God gave him something new that really sounded so good, and so I asked him to come back and share with us. So I know you're going to be blessed. Now, don't leave the set. Don't go to another room. Just <laughs> stay and listen, okay? Doug, thank you so much for being with us on an overcoming life. You just share what God gave you, brother. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on the program today. And what we're talking about is the Bible says we're supposed to love one another. Jesus said even love your enemies. How are we supposed to do that, though? That's the question. And so I do have some practical tips for loving other people. Just I call it 12 practical tips for loving people. And listen for these 12 tips. See if you can latch on to one of these. See if one will stand out to you for how to love your neighbor better, how to love your enemies. And so let's just dive into the 12 tips. And the very first one on the list here is, I love you and want God's best for you. So the idea being that you could look at everybody in the world and be able to say to them and legitimately mean it through the Holy Spirit in you, I love you and want God's best for you. That doesn't mean your best for them. That means God's best for them. And if you can even just start saying that, like you're driving down the street and you know there's usually some people you look at and you're like, oh, I, I could probably hang out with them. And you see other people and you're like, oh, why are they even on the planet? <laughs> well, God wants us to love them, all of them. So if we can just get in the habit of saying, I love you and want God's best for you. Not that you have to say it out loud to them, that might be awkward, (laughs) but in your heart, just be saying, I love them and want God's best for them. And then everything else proceeds out of there. How are you going to treat them? How are you going to talk to them? What's your attitude going to be toward them? Well, if you love them and you want God's best for them, something good is going to come out of that. So that's just practical tip number one. Practical tip number two is very biblical. You're going to recognize it. It's go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. So uh, that comes back to the Bible. Some people don't even know that's from the Bible. But in Matthew 5.41, Jesus said this, And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him two. Now, my understanding is that back in the Roman days when Jesus said this, that the Roman soldiers had the right legally to approach a citizen and compel them to carry their armor, say, or their luggage or whatever. So if a soldier's out on a march, he could just grab a citizen, 
sort of like they did with Jesus and his cross. They just grabbed the citizen and said, carry this. So they had the legal right, my understanding, to compel you to go a mile. But at the end of the mile, then you had the legal right to say, nope, I'm not going anymore. But Jesus says, if someone compels you to go with them one mile, go with them two miles. Now imagine how crazy that would be if you're a Roman soldier and you're used to bossing people around and you're used to telling people, carry my armor for a mile. Carry this uh, lockbox, this trunk of all my gear. Carry it for a mile. And then you come across a Jesus follower and the Jesus follower says, you know what, I'll go too. Well, that's like a crazy witness, isn't it? Going two when you only have to go one. And yet that is the phrase, go the extra mile. So the practical tip number two for loving other people is just go the extra mile. And one illustration I use is Ernie Banks. You ever heard of Ernie Banks? Frank, you ever heard of Ernie no, Banks? I don't think I have. Oh, Ernie Banks is a Hall of Fame baseball player for the Chicago oh, Cubs. Okay. In fact, this is back in the 50s and 60s. They called him Mr. Cub. He was the most popular player. He was the best player. And he always had a positive attitude. Sometimes they called him Mr. Sunshine. Hmm. But he had a little <laughs> phrase. His phrase was, let's play two. Uh-huh. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, in baseball, sometimes they have double headers. Hmm. Now, you don't think about it unless you're a baseball player, but it'd be like you uh, you go to work one day and your boss says, well, you're not working one shift, you're working two. Yeah. yeah. So baseball players aren't necessarily real fond of a double header. <laughs> it's like twice the work in twice one day. Work, yeah. um, but Ernie Banks would say, it's such a beautiful day for a ball game, let's play Me two. <laughs> That's going the extra mile. So if you develop that attitude, it's a practical tip for loving people. Someone needs your help. You're already going to help them instead of being belligerent about it and and trying to get out of it or do it in a sloppy halfway job. But what if you said, well, not only will I help you one, I'll help you two. Let's let's do twice as much. Let's just get this thing done. (laughs) That's just a practical tip for loving people right out of the Bible. Go the extra mile. But it can be for them. Disarming. <laughs> oh, because it's not the normal not human the norm. way. Right. Yeah. The normal yeah. human way is not for me to look out for you and to go double for you. Exactly. The normal human way is for me to look out for me and to do try the to minimum. cut you short. Right. Do the minimum. <laughs> so, but uh, the kingdom of God is a higher way of doing way. things. Yeah. So, practical tip number three when someone shows you how you can love them mm-hmm. and you can easily do it, just do it. And I use the example of my little grandson, uh, still in diapers, but he's old enough to know when he needs to have his diaper changed. So the other day I was at the house and his mom was there and some other people were visiting. And and so he walks in in front of his mom, he's carrying his diaper (laughs) and he lays down on the floor in front of her with the diaper. Which, wait now, which diaper? well, the, the, uh, clean the clean diaper. The oh, clean okay. diaper. Okay. Yes, yes. That's bad if it's the other way around. Um, so it, my point here is he was showing his mother how to love him at that moment. Uh-huh. Change his diaper. Well, when somebody shows you how you can love them, uh, I can use the example of you're walking down the street, you see a quarter, there it is, you bend over, you pick it up, you put it in your pocket. You walk three blocks, there's a guy saying, sir, can you give me a quarter? You can easily do it. 
it's not, well, I don't have any change. No, I just picked up a quarter. It's in my pocket. It's right here. It's the easiest thing mm-hmm. in the world for me to, and you've shown me how to love you. You've mm-hmm. literally said you needed a quarter. I have a quarter. So that's the phrase. If someone shows you how you can love them and you can easily do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's an example. So I've told you before about my favorite little store called Junkalicious. <laughs> and I was down at Junkalicious and I found this Miami Dolphins ball cap. It was a real nice looking cap, so I bought it. I walked out of the store, I'm out in the parking lot now, and I hear this voice behind me saying, Hey boss, hey boss. Well, if you ever have anybody approach you in the parking lot shouting out, Hey boss, you always know, well, they want something. What mm-hmm. are they gonna want? Yeah. So I turned around and it was a young man and he, I said, uh, you know, yes. And he said, I saw you bought that Miami Dolphins ball cap. I said, yeah. He said, well, I was just wondering if I could buy it from you. I said, oh, well, okay. Here is someone showing me how to love him. He wants the ball cap. I just bought it dirt cheap at a thrift store. Mm. So I had very little investment in it. In other words, it's easy to do. Right. You know, if I just spent $500 on a Dan Marino signed ball cap, that would be harder. That's not easy. So I'm not talking about those situations. I'm just saying when it's easy, because we encounter easy situations a lot. All the time, yeah. You just decide in your mind, if it's easy, then just do it. Like, don't even have to weigh it out. Yeah. Well, what I told this young man, I said, okay, I'm going to give you two things. First of all, I'm going to give you a lesson. And second of all, I'm going to give you the cap. You don't have to buy it from me. He said, all right. I said, so here's the lesson. (laughs) When someone shows you how you can easily love them, just do it. (laughs) That's the lesson. And I said, and you just showed me how to love you. I can easily do it. Here's the cap. Hmm. And so I just gave it to him. Little situations like that show up a lot. When When you just have your eyes open and all of a sudden someone shows you how you can love them um just uh, here in the last week my wife told me that her the tire on her car had been losing some air Uh so i took a couple of grandsons out and uh she said something about the tire she said well you might have to put some air in the tire and i thought okay well she just showed me how to love her Mm. take care of the tire and so, yeah, I went over to the tire place and turned out I had a nail in it and they plugged it and $15 and 30 minutes later, it's all done. But my wife had, had she didn't come out and even ask me to take care of it. She just indicated a need and I could easily do it. You know, it wasn't, I was in a hurry to go to work. I was in a hurry somewhere. It was a Saturday. It was easily done. And I just did it. So anyway, that's your uh, practical tip for loving people. Number three, when someone shows you how to love them and you can easily do it, just Just do it. it, Okay, number four, and we actually did a program on this before, preemptive forgiveness. So you can go back and look at the uh, Overcomers TV show YouTube channel and look up preemptive forgiveness. But a practical tip for loving other people is forgive them in advance. And the reason that helps so much is people do crazy things. They say crazy things. People do hurtful things. Your feelings get hurt. You feel slighted. I mean, it can happen all day long. And you can end up not loving anybody because you're mad at all of them because they've been offensive to you. 
And we kind of live in a world of offenses these days, it mm. seems like. Mm. But if you are just aware of that, going into the day, say, okay, well, people, somebody's going to do something dumb. I don't know who. I don't know when. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and forgive them. Father, I forgive them preemptively. Preemptive forgiveness. Whatever they might say, whatever they might do, I'm going to take that personal offense component of it and just get it off the table. Get it out of the equation so that no matter what they say, no matter what they do, I know I'm supposed to love them anyway. I'm supposed to love my enemies. Mm. So I just preemptively forgive and get that part taken care of. So if somebody comes up and they offend me in some way, that's already forgiven, which sets me free mm. to love them like God wants me to love them. So that's practical tip number four, preemptive forgiveness. We went into great depth on that on a previous program yep. if you want to look yep. it up. So going along with preemptive forgiveness is proactive prayer. Proactive mm -hmm. prayer. And what I'm talking about there is you generally know who you're going to run into on any given day. You're going to go here, you're going to see such and so, or this person or that person, or sometimes it's stressful. Oh, I've got to go see the doctor, the banker, the tax man, um, a relative that's a stressful person. Uh, you know who you're going to see, and then sometimes your mind can even start to enter a stress loop or an anxiety loop, mm -hmm. and it can just mess you up and it gets your adrenaline flowing. But when I say proactive prayer, you know who you're going to see, start praying for them. So you're proactively praying in advance for anybody you're going to see. So, so you preemptively forgive anything, any offense that might come, and then you proactively pray. You know, God, I pray for your blessings on that person. God, I pray that you'll draw that person near to you. God, I pray that you'll help me to love them. Uh, God, I pray that you'll give me the words to say to them. Just proactively praying for the people you're going to see. Just a practical tip for loving them. Yeah, all right, here's practical tip number six out of 12. We're halfway there. Number six, I call hallway discipleship. Hallway discipleship. And uh, I developed this little theory because I would see people in church trying to get out of church and into the parking lot and home as fast as they could. So you know, sometimes some people are almost pushing and shoving their way through the church lobby to get out of there as fast as possible. Or some people will show up to church 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes late so they don't have to encounter anybody. And then they'll leave early. So again, they don't have to encounter anybody. But Jesus told us to love people. So it's the opposite of trying not to encounter anybody. It's hallway discipleship. It's opening up your eyes to the fact that discipleship can happen in the hallway. Whether it's the hallway at church, the hallway at work, uh, just wherever you happen to be in the aisle at a store. But it's just opening up your mind, the idea that you can share God's truth, shine God's light, share love with other people, and it can happen in all these little incidents such as in the hallway at church. And I say that because we used to go to a church on Wednesday nights that had a full parking lot with the youth group and everything. And we lived a half hour from the church at that time. And I would try to hustle the kids out of the youth group. They all had to go to school the next day. And I would say, you know, every second's a minute. Every second's a minute. 
So every second you dawdle around here in the church building, it's going to take us a minute longer to get home and get you kids to bed. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that today because that's the opposite of what I'm talking about here. Hallway discipleship. Now I kind of do the opposite. The church service is over and now just linger in the hallway because next thing you know, this person will talk to you, that person will talk to you. Uh, or if you linger in the hallway and nobody talks to you and they all leave, well, great, you did your part, but you open yourself up to hallway discipleship, just the possibility of shining God's light and love, planting some seeds. And here is one of the key components of that, and that's practical tip number seven. We're going through 12 practical tips for loving people. This is number seven, and it ties in with hallway discipleship. It's called listening is loving. Listening is loving. And I got this actually from Pastor Rick Warren. I heard him on the radio show one day and he was talking about his wording was that you have a healing tool. It's your ears. You have a healing tool. It's your ears. Because sometimes we think, well, it'll be when I'm talking. I'll share these great words of wisdom and maybe they'll listen and make their life better. But a lot of times just feeling loved and heard brings the healing without you even having to talk. Uh, first of all, most people aren't ignorant. A lot of times they know at least what the surface level wisdom ought to be for their situation, but not feeling validated or not feeling heard makes them feel unloved. Mm -hmm. But just listening to people. So this is part of the hallway <laughs> discipleship, even though it's a separate point, and that is you get out in the church hallway or the work hallway or the school hallway mm -hmm. and someone just starts to talk to you and they, sh you know, people are bound to share, especially if something's weighing on their mind. Yeah. They are likely to tell you. I remember I had a criminology class and we learned this little phrase, an excited utterance. Now, what that tied into is when somebody committed a crime, <laughs> then they might try to keep the crime to themselves. But next thing you know, they're down at the bar and they're sitting next to some guy and they're having a beer and they say, guess what I did? I just robbed the bank. An excited utterance. They're, they're, it's something within the human nature is if something big is in your mind, you spill it out. So in hallway discipleship, you just make yourself available. You have a listening ear, knowing that listening is loving, and someone is just bound to come up and spill it out. So there you go. Practical tip number seven for loving people, just listen. Listening is loving. All right, practical tip number eight. The title of this one is called, There You Are. There You Are. I got this, I was, uh, my kids were in a Christian school, there was a basketball game, I was sitting next to this lady was on my left, and we were just talking, the ball game was going on in front of us, and then her little daughter, three or four years old, comes walking over, and the lady just said, there you are, and she gave her a big hug and just loved <laughs> on her. But it, it thought occurred to me, what a great greeting. Like, wouldn't we all want to be greeted like that? Like, there you are. I've been waiting to see you. And I thought, what an easy way to just love people is just be glad to see them. And uh, think so. Just think of it yeah. that way. Like, yeah. 
Instead of being like, oh, it's you. <laughs> it's you again. Great. Instead, loving them in just the simplest warm greeting of there you are. It's so good to see you again. All right. Mm. Practical tip number nine. The little generosities. Just the little generosities. And by little generosities, I think of things like, oh, I was at the store and I saw this and I thought of you. Just a little generosity. You hold the door open for somebody. Uh, saying please and thank you. Smiling at someone. Just being friendly. Being a good citizen. Being a good neighbor. The little generosities. You know, you see uh, the, the neighbor's cat has wandered away. And you know it's their cat. And maybe you don't even like cats. But uh, you take the cat back to its house. Uh, you knock on the door. Here's your cat. Just the little generosities of life. Um, you have a driveway, the neighbor has a driveway, you don't want to put your garbage cans out right behind their driveway because now they have to back out in a funny way. I mean, there's, there's, life has like a million little things like this where just little generosities help make society so much better. And it, but it does require you to think just a little bit, but it's just a practical tip for loving people. Just watch for these little generosities. Mm. And I kind of summed it up with, uh, you know, one example is, I saw this and I thought of you. Here you go. All right. Number 10 in our 12 practical tips, your part in the body of Christ. Now, there's been a big movement in the uh, Christian circles called the love languages. You've probably heard of the five love languages. And it's a good theory. It's a good principle. I'm not knocking that at all. But the idea being that I find out what Frank likes, what his love language is, and then I try to love him in that way. Well, this is going back the other way. And that is, well, what is my part in the body of Christ? What are my gifts? What are my interests? What are my passions? And then I just shine love out to you in that way. So it's just tapping into your own natural way of loving people and just doing it. Instead of saying, oh, you know what? Um, I thought about buying this gift for Frank, but Frank's love language is not gifts. Uh, Frank's love language is uh, acts of service. Like Frank would rather me come over and mow his yard than giving them this gift. But on the other hand, I like to give gifts. <laughs> so I found this. I'm not going to go mow Frank's yard, but I will give him this gift. So I'm just kind of giving you the freedom. Then just do it. You know, just these uh, the little generosities. But in this case, you are part in the body of Christ. What's your giftings? What are your interests? Then just tap into those and go with it. And if it's loving people in a certain way and you say, yeah, but we don't really have a ministry like that at our church. Well, if it's your calling from God, then go for it. Start one. You know, then, yeah, start one, then start do it. <laughs> a lot of very creative ministries have come out of this where people feel called of God to do something and then they just go for it. Yeah. As Jeremiah said, there's a fire in my bones. Well, he had that about sharing prophecies. Well, not everybody's Jeremiah, you know. Yeah. Some people have that for hospitality. Some people have that for passing out things to people. I mean, it, it comes in a whole host of ways. What is your way? If you feel like God's calling you to do something, that is a way to love people. Right. Number 11 of 12 practical tips for loving people is see through their eyes. I mean, mm. you've heard the old saying, you know, you, you don't know a man until you've walked a mile in his shoes. Mm -hmm. 
see through their eyes. I kind of picked this up from Dale Carnegie. If you ever heard the old book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, classic mm-hmm. old book. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many people have heard of it these days. But he talked about a dispute between neighbors. And they have a fence between their yard and whatever the dispute is. You know how neighbors, if you've ever had a dispute with a neighbor, it could be anything. It could be a lot of things. But the uh, just get this vision of your, of your head of one guy on one side of the fence and one guy on the other side of the fence. And now they're just like butting heads because he sees from his perspective. He sees from his perspective. And so now they're clashing. So in the uh, in your imagination, just imagine, okay, well, what if you walked around the fence, came over to the other side, and now you're looking, you're both looking in the same direction as if you're looking through his eyes. And so now you look over at your yard from his yard, you're seeing it through his eyes and, and you'll just see it differently. And, and you might say, oh, I could see why that would be annoying to you. I mean, I didn't see it when I was on my side, but now that I'm on your side looking over, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> so it's just taking a moment. And like when we're talking about proactive prayer, you're going to start your day. You're going to think of who you're going to encounter. You're going to pray for them. But then you can also stop and try to think of life through their eyes. Like, I wonder what kind of morning they had. I wonder what's going on in their life right now. You think through their eyes. And even going back, I wonder, you know, what their home life's like. I wonder what their upbringing was right. I mean, all these things influence a person. And if you're going to be encountering them, Jesus called us to love them. So if we're supposed to love them, seeing things through their eyes can really help us do that better. Yeah. Yeah. And the final practical tip of 12 practical tips for loving people, and that's this, don't stress about it. Sometimes we think, oh, God's given me this command and it's going to be so hard and it's, I'm so anxious about it. Like, how am I supposed to even remember all these 12 tips? Uh, how am I supposed to do all that? So I say don't stress about it because love is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So don't try to white knuckle it. Don't try to memorize the 12 tips. Don't try to say, man, did I do the 12 tips today for loving people? Don't worry about all that. Because if you're walking with God, if you're growing in your relationship with God, then the Holy Spirit inside of you is going to bear the fruit of love. You, it's it's going to happen naturally. But it happens naturally out of our walk with God. So as we have the personal relationship with Jesus, I call it the Matthew 6-6 six, six principle. We get a whole lesson on the Matthew 6-6 six, six principle, but Matthew 6-6 six, six, Jesus said, go into your room, shut your door, pray to your father. Or I say it this way, get alone, shut out the distractions, and talk to God. But then Mm -hmm. it flows out of this relationship with God. Out of your time with God and your relationship with God and your walk with God, you are open to the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is going to bear the fruit of love. So that's why you don't have to stress about it. God will give you your own practical tips for loving people. And then as you go about your day, it's just going to flow because a tree bears fruit quite naturally and a Christian bears the fruit of love quite naturally. That's good. Isn't that good? That's good. Doug, how can they get a copy of this from you if they want? Well, if they wanted to email me, dougapple at wave94.com, then I could just send it to you. That's dougapple, D-O-U-G-A-P-P-L-E, at 
wave94.com. That's W-A-V-E 94.com. That's the radio station. We're in the studio right now. Thank you so much, Doug. That was a blessing. It blessed me, and I'm sure it blessed you. Get your copy now. <laughs> this is Bobby. And Frank. And Doug. And, uh, saying, God loves you, my friend, and so do we. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.